Hello and welcome, boys and girls. Maybe we should put a clown horn on this particular show here. Yes, that's the appropriate one here. Welcome to another edition of Butcher on Sports. Simply Butcher's here, and as always, thanks for tuning in on a Sunday night here. Sunday night, getting ready for good old Monday here. Hopefully, you guys had a very sound and pretty good weekend there. Uh, happy belated Veterans Day to all you veterans and one who served. Thank you. It's been <clears throat> a rip-roaring Sunday here. I will try to do my best to give you the sports news that you can't get enough of. And then some. Let's start off. Where do we start off here? <laughs> it's a lot to start here. Okay, let's go start off with the Detroit Lions here. And we'll work our way around it here. Um, I can't say too much about this particular game, but the Lions are now 7-2. and two. They did win this game. It was just a back-and-forth game that Coach Campbell talked about left and right all during uh, this past week before he went to the left coast and uh, played the San Diego Chargers, or should I say the Los Angeles Chargers, as they're now called. <clears throat> this particular game, Dan Campbell stood up. And he didn't feel that his defense was doing the doggone decent job. So he took matters upon himself. The Lions went on and went going for fourth down on a numerous amount of plays in this particular game. And for great reasons there. The defense just was not playing worth a snuff. And I'll get to that in a moment. You know why when I go down this rebound here or uh, scores. <clears throat> in the fourth quarter, he went on a fourth and down play to keep the offense on the field. Good reason why, because if he left any remaining time on the clock, good bet the defense was not going to play their role in stopping the team from winning. And that was a great move by Campbell. He put his thoughts on the line and said, we'll go for first, fourth down. And by golly, the Detroit Lions, they made it. They made it indeed. Jeff. Uh, uh, Jeff Goff, he threw a pass to Sam LaPorta right over the middle for six yards in the first down with a minute and 38 seconds left. And later, Riley Patterson came on to kick a 41-yard field goal with the time expiring. That gave the Lions a 41-38 win at SoFi Stadium. Goff was pretty good today. 23 of 33 passes for 333 yards and two touchdowns. David Montgomery and combined with Jema Gibbs, they combined for 193 yards rushing and three scores for the Lions. Again, Patterson's and Roy came at the end of a nine-play, 53-yard uh, charge. That charges had tied the score 38-38 with a touchdown pass from Herbert to uh, Allen, who got hurt earlier in the game. But with three minutes and 34 seconds to play, they tied the score up 38 to 38. Let me give you a rundown of the game in general here 
before I move forward there. Lions, <clears throat> excuse me, little Wheezy Co here. Uh, go ahead on and do this thing here. There we go. Patterson's 33-yard field goal. Lions will lead three to nothing. Okay. Next play, Dickerson, 48-yard field goal. Ties up the score at 3-3. Three to three. Lions, uh, Jeb, Gibbs, uh, rushing the end zone for one yard. Lions lead 10-3. Gibbs, rush for another end zone touchdown for one yard. Lions lead 17-3. We move along here, and Abear deep right completion to the Detroit one. Catch made by Kay Allen there. Gained 29 yards on the particular carry. And Dickey uh, um, kicked the extra point on Allen's uh, touchdown. That made the score 17-10. Chargers came back. Lions came back, of course, there. David Montgomery. Uh, ran the end zone for 73 yards. That was a goodie, too. Lions lead 24 to 10. Twenty-four to 17. <clears throat> uh, Eckert uh, ran up the middle to the end zone for two yards. It goes on and on like this. On and on. Abair completed a one-yard pass for touchdown. That ties the score at 24 to 24. Lions get the score again. Golf pass a short one to uh, St. Brown. 31 to 24, Lions. <laughs> and it keeps going. Abair, short pass over the middle to, uh, to, to Johnson. 31-31. Lions again. Jeff Goff, middle pass play to uh, be right. Right scores, 38-31. Lions. Abair scores a deep pass of 21 yards to Allen. <clears throat> and then another one for 38 yards to Allen. 38-38. Then... It gets to the point where I was talking about where the Lions, Dan Campbell, just didn't trust the defense anymore. And they went on for their ridiculous fourth down where LaPorta caught their six-yard pass. And the Lions stayed on the field and stayed on the field until they ran the clock down to a no-not-one. Only gave time for Campbell to go out there and kick a field goal, a 41-yarder, which was good with no time remaining on the clock. And that was the ball game, 41 to 38, the Detroit Lions. I know Monday's uh, press conference is going to be full of wilds and flutters. He may not or may not say anything about the defense, but I'm betting Monday to a dozen of donuts in that meeting room on Monday afternoon when they meet on up and they talk. There's not going to be some happy doggone words about the defense that's being ran there. 
And that's going to have to clean up quick, fast, and in a hurry. Because in a week from time from now, the Lions will play the Bears. Then after that, you got a short little week, and Thursday afternoon, 12 o'clock, straight up, they'll have a football game against the Green Bay Packers. These are division games, boys and girls. And the Lions can sink or swim at home if they don't win them. They expect to win. They expect to run them out of town by sundown. But if the defense don't help them, well, shame on them. Shame on them indeed. That's all I got to say about that one. Ooh, that was a long series. But I thought you need to know. Other sports news there. The University of Michigan there with all the chugging and the lugging here and Harbaugh getting suspended for, I don't know, whatever reason, the Big Ten and his leader said that he should suspend them for the rest of the season without due process. I don't know. Michigan is stated the fact that they have filed in court about it. They will get their court date in Washington County on Friday afternoon. And that will say or tell if Jim Harbaugh can remain on the field for the rest of the season or be suspended for the rest of the season. He is allowed to go to his team and practice and coach him. He is allowed if the uh, Michigan Wolverines make the playoffs. And I mean make the playoffs. That he'll be allowed to coach him then. But this is supposed to be under investigation with the NCAA, which every team in town cheat and steal signs. I don't know if this is a, a, a deal that basically should have been uttered with. But again, the leader of the big fan, Mr. Petty, he is the leader, tells everybody and everyone concerned that the Wolverines are bad news. Whatever reason it is, we'll see in court on Friday. In the meanwhile, the Wolverines went in the Happy Valley and handled their business against number 10 Penn State with a 24-15 win at Beaver Stadium. The clear offset was very clear indeed. Michigan had a lot to prove. The first half was pretty doggone good. Michigan carried the lead. But this is what happened in the second half that it was so impressive to me. Michigan did not throw one pass. Not a one in the second half. They just played and nifty did it the old-fashioned way. They grinded out on the ground. Every play in the second half when they went on offense was based on the ground. And Michigan persevered it. Leaving Penn State and a whole lot of people with a bitter taste in their mouth about the University of Michigan and how gutsy they can be. There were some happy people on the field, including the the uh, the coach who's right now who basically was in charge, crying on the field during the interview. Yet, if you didn't see it, you missed a treat, boys and girls. Crying on the field. And what can you say? It was an emotional win for the players, for the staff, for the coaches, and everyone who's a Michigan fan. By the way, here's a side order. 
On Sunday afternoon, Penn State fired the offensive coordinator, Mike Urich, followed the Michigan loss. The offensive coordinator got fired. What happened to the defense? They saving him for a, a rainy day? They don't want to, I mean, allow Michigan just to run the ball and not pass it. And they couldn't stop it. More news on that probably later on during the season. If they don't fire the head coach. But I know they were steaming. They were steaming big time. Hail to the victors. Michigan State lose their game, of course. And yes, in the Mid-American Conference, one of those teams you'll see for the Mid-American Conference uh, title game at Ford Field will be University of Toledo. Yes, they punched their ticket. And all who are fans of Corey Parker, who is a coordinator on that particular team on University of Toledo, they'll get to see him too. He'll be in town. Yes, indeed. I can't wait to talk to him. Uh, let's move on with the Detroit Pistons there. Bogdanovich and Isaiah Lyra still on the sideline due to injuries. They find themselves shorthanded. Detroit Pistons there. But news on the horizon about the game going on in general in the fourth quarter with two minutes and 46 seconds left. Chicago Bulls are leading the Detroit Pistons by a score of 108 to 101. I can't say no more there. We'll can wait and see. And by the way, jumping back to football, there was some amazing games played today. The Ravens got beat by the Browns. The Browns just came back and uh, you know what? <laughs> Deshaun Watson got nothing to dog on <laughs> cry about there. He proved he's worth that two uh, uh two hundred two hundred and thirty million dollars the Cleveland and shut it out against them. Another game there, the team that he came from was the Texans with C.J. Stroud. Just showed the Bengals that he belonged in this particular league. Texans came back and beat the Bengals. Both those games, boys and girls, the Browns and the Ravens, where the Ravens was a home team, and the Texans and the, yes, the Cincinnati Bengals were, Cincinnati Bengals, of course, is the home team. They both lose. And they were hot, two teams hot as a firecracker. But indeed, they got cooled off by those particular teams. Can you dig it? And talking about firing there, Jimbo Fisher got fired. He's a college coach at Texas A&M. Oh, boy. Just... It was uh, one heck of a day there for firings and flames and who should have did a better job. Who shot John and who kissed Mary? And no telling what's going to happen in the Lions locker room Monday during their press conference. Because I know, again, if Campbell took it upon himself to keep the defense off the field with some of his heady uh, decision-making, and again, I always – Tip my hat off to Campbell because he has the guts to let him know when things stink and he knows how to fix it, he goes out and fix it on the spot. Don't care who don't like it. And he let it be known he won needed to win this game. And he took it upon himself to know that his defense couldn't get the job done. 
but he had the only way and took the guts to doggone make that doggone game the reality. That means when on that fourth down, they made that fourth down catch. Laporta did. Thus, running down the clock to a no, not one, when they went out there and kicked that field goal. What a deal. What a slammiversary full of stuff here. Uh, let's move on here. Not too much to talk about there. Uh, Detroit Tigers placed lefty uh, Tyler uh, Alexander to be claimed on waivers. He was picked up by, yes, the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, we just talked about some football. Some uh, Detroit Red Wings did win their game against the Columbus Blue Jackets yesterday in an afternoon game that was fitting to be tied there. And very good for Red Wings. They barely win 5-4, to four, but a victory is a victory. If the playoffs were played today, the Red Wings would be in it. Lock, stock, and barrel. So, goody-goody two-shoe for that there. That was a good one. What can you say? Oh, well, what I can say is, is right now that it's the end of this show here, boys and girls. We got a lot to talk about, yes, on Wednesday's show. We'll go over the MHSAA football and the volleyball uh, possibilities because that's the semifinals will be played this week in football. The finals in volleyball in the state of Michigan will be played this week as well. The finals. Semifinals on Friday, finals on Saturday in volleyball. And we're coming down to the nick and in the, the squeeze of the Thanksgiving weekend. So after Thursday, the high schools take over Ford Field for those finals there on Friday and Saturday of next week. So a lot of football to be had in high school there. They're getting down to the real, as my mother used to say, the real nitty-gritty. Butch on Sports is a presentation of Oh My Darling Production. Check out Butch on Sports on Facebook, always on Facebook, boys and girls. Congratulations to the Lions and Dan Campbell, who saved the day again. Gutsy performance by him. And he should he deserved the game ball for thinking ahead of himself, not to put the defense back out there. Defense, you got a lot of work to do because you were very embarrassing. But hopefully it gets done. The Bears will be in town. And, yes, they can sneak one on you, including the Green Bay Packers who do it well. They're getting better. Hey, take it for what it's worth. Again, Butch on Sports is a presentation of Old Madonna Productions. Check out Butch on Sports on Facebook, always on Facebook. Or you can go to Podomatic.com, the home of Butch on Sports. Type in S-I-M-P-L-Y-B-U-T-C-H-T-O-O.Podomatic.com. Tell your friends about Butch on Sports. It's easy. On Sundays and Wednesdays, we'll have at it. With some sports news, always I say you can't get enough of. Thank you, boys and girls, ladies and gents, for listening. Tell your friends again about Butch on Sports. And again, hey, have a good beginning of the week. And check me out Wednesday with another edition of Butch on Sports.